For I've had enough of this world and its pleasures. I will arise and go forth to the house of my young. I will arise and go forth to the house of my father. I will arise and go forth to the house of my young. House of my young. Shalom, and welcome to today's teaching on the Hebraic roots of Christianity, where we study first century Christianity and the faith that Jesus, whose Hebrew name is Yeshua, which means salvation, taught his disciples. And now, Hebraic roots teacher Eddie Chumney of Hebraic Heritage Ministries International. Shalom. I'm Eddie Chumney of Hebraic Heritage Ministries, and we welcome you to today's teaching on the subject the Melchizedek Priesthood. This is part three of the series. So in the book of Genesis, we have in Genesis in chapter five, we are given genealogical information from Adam to Noah. And oftentimes when people are reading their Bibles, they would want to skip over the genealogies because they might view the genealogies as not being so important or relevant to them as they're trying to read and understand the Bible. And so so why is this genealogical information here for us in the book of Genesis, in Genesis in chapter 5? Because the God of Israel is explaining to us his governmental structure, his governmental order, and what happened among those who were in the position and his kingdom and his government to rule and reign with the heavenly father. And so we we're told in John chapter 1 verse 3 and verse 10 that Yeshua created the heavens and the earth. Paul also explains this in Colossians chapter 1 verses 15 and 16. So it was the will of the heavenly father for there to be in earth, but the one who created the earth with the words, let there be light, was Yeshua. And so the heavenly father put Yeshua in the position position of being a steward, a Melchizedek priest, over his creation and over the earth. And then in creating the heavens and the earth, then there was a man that was created and put in the earth. And the man who was created and put in authority over the creation of the kingdom of God was Adam. And so Adam was under the authority of Yeshua who's under the authority of the Heavenly Father. And so Adam is given a place of stewardship in the earth, and he was called to oversee and rule and reign and bring forth and to establish and to teach God's kingdom on the earth. And so Adam was given the place and the authority of being a Melchizedek priest. And so because 
because Adam sinned in the garden, ultimately as a punishment for his disobedience, he was exiled out of the garden, but then he also died physically as well. And so then who then is going to be the steward in his place on the earth in the kingdom of God on the earth? Well, it's going to be the oldest faithful firstborn from Adam who's going to take over that position. And so how do we understand how things went from Adam? That's the purpose of the genealogies. And when we look at the genealogies in Genesis in chapter 5, we see from Adam to Noah, there were 10 generations. And then from Noah, one of his sons was Shem, Genesis chapter 5, verse 32. And then from Shem to Abraham, the line there is outlined for us in Genesis in chapter 11. And so from Noah to Abraham, there are also 10 generations. And after Abraham, he had Isaac and then Jacob. So therefore, from Adam to Jacob, there are 22 generations. Interesting that there are 22 letters in the Hebrew alphabet. And so next, I have for you a chart of the genealogical line from Adam to Noah, and then from Noah to Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and this chart includes Joseph as well. And this chart is useful by looking at it because it's going to allow us to see and understand who then was the steward of the kingdom of God on earth after Adam? Who was the oldest faithful firstborn from Adam? And that would be Seth. And so Seth was the second steward overseer, Melchizedek priest in the earthly kingdom of God. When Seth died, who was the third? It was Enos. Who was the fourth? Canaan. And who was the fifth? Mahalalel. And who was the sixth? Jared. And who was the seventh? Methuselah. And who was the eighth? Noah. Who was the ninth? Shem. And who was the tenth? Eber. And who was the eleventh? Isaac. And then who was in position to be the twelfth? Well, Esau was in position to be the twelfth overseer, steward of the kingdom of God on earth or be God's Melchizedek priest on the earth. But the Bible gives us a detailed account where Esau didn't value his place and his position and his authority, but his twin brother Jacob did. And so Esau, not being focused on spiritual things, he was concerned with material things more that Esau sold his birthright right to Jacob. And so Jacob becomes the 12th Melchizedek priest on the earth from Adam. And the number 12 in the Bible is the number that represents the government of God. There were 12 tribes of Israel. There were 12 original disciples of Yeshua. And so then let's look in greater detail. What does 
does it mean to be a Melchizedek priest? Well, Melchizedek consists of two Hebrew words, Melech, which means king, and Zedek, which means righteousness. And so this meant the office of being the king of righteousness. In Hebrews chapter 7 and verses 1 and 2, it is written, For this Melchizedek, king of Salem, which is the old name for Jerusalem, priest of the Most High God, who met Abraham. This is talking about Genesis in chapter 14, returning from the slaughter of the kings and blessed him, to whom Abraham gave a tenth part of all, first being by interpretation, that is Melchizedek, Melech Zedek, king of righteousness, and he was also the king of Salem. And this is a play on the Hebrew from Salem. We have the Hebrew word shalom, which means the peace. He's the king of peace. This is a reference back to Genesis chapter 14, verse 18. And Melchizedek, king of Salem, king of Jerusalem, brought forth bread and wine, and he was the priest of the Most High God. So literally on the earth, who was this Melchizedek priest? that Abraham gave tithes to in Genesis in chapter 14. Well, it was Shem, but Shem was Earth's representative of the kingdom of God on behalf of Yeshua, who's the father's steward over the earth. And so Shem was the earthly Melchizedek priest in the kingdom of God on earth, and he was the representative on earth for the overall kingdom of God and his place in his position once again in authority was underneath Yeshua on behalf of the heavenly father. In Genesis in chapter 14 verses 19 and 20 we see that Abraham gave tithes to Melchizedek. So in giving the tithes to Melchizedek Abraham was really giving his tithes to the God of Israel but the agent on earth through which he was going to give tithes to the God of Israel is his Melchizedek priest on the earth, which in Genesis chapter 14, it was Shem. And he blessed him and said, Blessed be Abram of the Most High God, possessor of heaven and earth. And blessed be the Most High God, which has delivered your enemies into your hand. And he gave him tithes of all. Now, in the order from the creation of the world, beginning with Adam, as we saw in our list from the chart, that Noah was the eighth Melchizedek priest on the earth being given the position and place of the supreme steward on earth over the kingdom of God. And this is what 2 Peter chapter 2 verse 5 is referring to. And spared not the old world, but saved Noah the eighth. And the word person is in italics in the King James, which means it's not in the Greek text. Noah is the eighth, what? Preacher, preacher or teacher of righteousness. So Noah was to be a teacher of the ways of the God of Israel on earth, teaching the ways of his kingdom. And what's the ways of his kingdom? His throne and his kingdom is based on justice and righteousness. And he's to teach the people the instruction of the kingdom. And Torah is the Hebrew word for instruction. And so Noah was a teacher of the Torah, the instruction of God to the people on the earth. And the earth 
was to be a place where the kingdom of God would operate and the kingdom of God would rule and reign. Yeshua is our ultimate teacher of righteousness in the kingdom of the heavenly father. Hosea chapter 6 verse 3 it is written, Then shall we know if we follow on to know the Lord. His going forth is prepared as the morning, and he shall come unto us as the rain, as the latter and former rain under the earth. In Joel chapter 2 verse 23 it is written, Be glad then, ye children of Zion, and rejoice in the Lord your God. And the King James says, He's given you the former rain moderately. But what this says in the Hebrew, where the King James translates as former rain moderately, former rain is the Hebrew word moreh, and moreh means a teacher, and moderately is the Hebrew word zedekah. And so this says he's given you the moreh zedekah. He's given you the teacher of righteousness. And who is the teacher of righteousness? It's the Melchizedek priest of the kingdom of the God of Israel. And that Melchizedek priest is also the Messiah. So let's summarize this part of the teaching. Beginning with Adam, who was the world's first Melchizedek priest of the kingdom of God on the earth, the oldest firstborn living on the earth who was faithful had the leadership position in the government of God on earth, the Melchizedek priesthood, and he had priestly rights, and thus, by having priestly rights, he received tithes for the kingdom of God on behalf of the Heavenly Father for those on earth who wanted to give tithes to the God of Israel. Number two, by being faithful to the God of Israel, that means teaching the ways of his kingdom to the people on the earth. That means to follow his Torah, which means instruction. He had the title of being a teacher of the ways of the kingdom of God, being a teacher of justice and righteousness, being a teacher of righteousness, that the oldest firstborn living on the earth qualifies to become a redeemer in the kingdom of God for those in that kingdom who depart from the ways of the king of the kingdom in the ways of the king of the kingdom is his Torah. So he has the place and the position to be a redeemer for anyone within the kingdom or all mankind who would depart from the Torah, the ways of the God of Israel, and were under the curse that was brought about through Adam's disobedience in the garden. Number three, the oldest firstborn living on the earth who had the leadership position of the government of God on the earth, the Melchizedek priesthood, must be willing if the situation calls for it to lay down his life and to serve others to bring restoration and reconciliation to the kingdom of the God of Israel if there were subjects of the king who departed from his ways or departed from his Torah. And Noah was the eighth Melchizedek priest on the earth on behalf of the kingdom of God from Adam, who was the first Melchizedek priest. So let's examine how the rabbis teach from the Midrash Rabbah Numbers 4.8 that Adam was the world's firstborn. Adam was the world's firstborn. When he offered his sacrifice, as it says, and it pleased the Lord better than a bullock that has horns and hoofs. Psalm chapter 69, verse 13. He 
donned high priestly garments, as it says. And the Lord God made for Adam and for his wife garments of skins and clothed them. Genesis chapter 3, verse 21. They were robes of honor, which subsequent firstborn used. Adam was given the birthright or the firstborn blessing or office from Midrash Rabbah, Genesis 97, 6. And Israel said unto Joseph, Behold, I die, Genesis chapter 48, verse 21. Moreover, I have given to you one portion, or in Hebrew, Shechem, above your brethren, Genesis chapter 48, verse 22. Rabbi Judah maintained the portion, or Shechem, means the birthright and the raiment of Adam. The firstborn also had priestly rights and duties from the Midrash Rabbah, Genesis 63, 13. And Jacob said, swear to me, Genesis chapter 25, verse 33, that is in speaking to Esau. Why did Jacob display such eagerness for the birthright? Because we learned that before there was the construction of the tabernacle in the wilderness, the sacrificial service upon the altar was performed by the firstborn. After it was erected, that is the sin of the golden calf, the sacrificial service was performed by priests or Levitical priests. Adam was made king over the kingdom of the God of Israel on earth, as we can see from Genesis chapter 1 verse 26, as it is written. And God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps upon the earth. So when Adam was given dominion, dominion means rule and reign, so Adam had the position of being a king in the kingdom of the God of Israel on earth. It says in Psalm chapter 8 verses 4 and 5, what is man that you are mindful of him, and the son of man that you visit him? For you've made him a little lower than the angels, and you've crowned him with glory and honor. And so we can see from these things that Adam had the place and the position and the office of being a king, a priest, and a firstborn. And so one who is a king, a priest, and a firstborn is one who is a Melchizedek priest in the kingdom and the governmental order of the God of Israel on earth. So Adam being a Melchizedek priest to be a steward over the kingdom of God on the earth for the God of Israel, he had a responsibility with this office to teach the ways of that kingdom to the people on the earth, that is to teach the Torah, the the teaching, the instruction of the God of Israel's kingdom, to teach it and to live it, and as a part of of that responsibility and duty that if anyone in the kingdom that belonged to the family in particular departed from the ways of the kingdom, that you were to perform the act of redemption to restore and to reconcile and to bring that person back into the family and to bring restoration to the kingdom. And if the situation so requires it, you must be willing to lay down your life to perform that act of redemption, restoration, and reconciliation of the family of the God of Israel and his kingdom. And so now we look at the events that happen in the garden. In Genesis chapter 3 verse 6 it is written, And when the woman
woman, that is Eve, saw that the tree was good for food, and that is the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, and that it was pleasant to the eyes, and a tree to be desired to make one wise, she took of the fruit and did eat, and gave it unto her husband with her, and he, and that is Adam, did eat with her. Now we're told in the New Testament, in 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 14, that in the garden, Adam was not deceived. It was Eve that was deceived by the serpent. And Adam was not deceived, but the woman being deceived, the woman was in the transgression. And so in the garden, it was Adam's responsibility, given that his wife got deceived and had sinned and disobeyed the Torah or the commandment of the God of Israel. That is that in the garden of all the trees, you may freely eat, but not of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And so Eve disobeyed that commandment. And so rather than Adam coming and instructing her regarding what she should have done, and instead of Adam laying down his life for her to redeem and to restore her, he instead, he participated in the sin with her. So therefore he failed in his Melchizedek task, duty, and responsibility. And because he failed in his role in his task, then Adam and Eve were driven out of the garden, as we're told in Genesis chapter 3, verse 24. So he drove out the man. The Hebrew word that's translated as drive out is the Strong's number 1644 and the Strong's Hebrew dictionary. It's the Hebrew word garash. It means to drive out, expel. It means to divorce. So let's summarize what happened in the garden. Adam was created to be the world's king, priest, and firstborn over the kingdom of God on earth from which Yeshua created the heavens and the earth. Adam was to be a steward of the kingdom of God on earth on behalf of Yeshua who created the heavens and the earth for his father. And so Adam had the place and the position of being a king, a priest, and a firstborn. And so therefore Adam is a Melchizedek priest in the government of God on earth within his kingdom. But Adam failed in his role and his task and responsibility as a Melchizedek priest because when his wife Eve sinned in the garden, in other words, violated the Torah of the God of Israel, rather than instructing her, rather than laying down his life to redeem and reconcile and restore her, he participated in the sin with her. And so because of Adam's disobedience and his place and his position as being the Melchizedek priest, on the earth on behalf of God's kingdom and to be a leader and a teacher and example for everyone living on the earth in this kingdom. He failed in his duty and his task, so he was kicked out of the garden. Now we're going to look at the next example in the Bible regarding the same issue, and we're going to look at the account of Cain and Abel. In Genesis chapter 4, verse 1, it is written, And Adam knew Eve his wife, and she conceived and bare Cain, and said, I've gotten a 
man from the Lord. And so Cain is a firstborn. And Cain had a brother named Abel in Genesis chapter 4 verse 2. And she again bare his brother Abel. And Abel was a keeper of the sheep, but Cain was a tiller of the ground. And so we see that they had different occupations in their lives. And so within the kingdom of God, you are to bring offerings to the God of Israel. And a part of these offerings was to show thanksgiving and thanks and gratitude unto him for who he is. Well, that's going to conclude part three of the series on the subject, the Melchizedek Priesthood. Shalom in Yeshua the Messiah. Amen. Thank you, Eddie. This is Stephen Morgan, and all of us here at Hebraic Heritage Ministries pray that you have enjoyed today's teaching. If you've been blessed, will you help us to share this message with others? Hebraic Heritage Ministries is supported by your generous financial gifts. In order to help you in your studies and to help us share this message with others, we are offering today the DVD, Yeshua the Lawgiver, for free for a love gift of any amount to the ministry. Hebraic Heritage Ministries also offers a monthly discipleship program. If you are interested in starting a fellowship group in your area, let us know. We would like to help you. Please contact us for more details. Our website is hebroots.org. That's H-E-B-R-O-O-T-S dot O-R-G. We would like to hear from you. Please send us an email. Finally, in order to take advantage of today's free offer, please mention this product offer and please mail your love gift to Hebraic Heritage Ministries, P.O. Box 81, Strasburg, that's S-T-R-A-S-B-U-R-G, Ohio, 44680. Until next time, may Yeshua richly bless you.